0: all right everyone we are back on the rich webster show part three of planning the rest of 2023 for my business that's right we are on the third part um this is the conclusion to a three-part series about how i think about planning in my business and i'm basically taking you through the exact process and how i've thought about planning out my sprint three my last sprint of the year um for my business so if you haven't yet go back check out parts one and two. Uh, My goal here is so you can kind of see behind the curtain and how I approach thinking about my business so you can use it to maybe think about your business uh, in the same way and take some of these frameworks with you. So just to kind of dissect this. And I'm curious what other people think about the fact that this has turned into a three-part series. Um, but you know, I guess when you really look at it, it's, it's only about three hours of content. And if you are not spending <laughs> three hours thinking about your business at least three or four times a year, um, you're probably doing a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, so this is what it takes. Um, if you really wanna move the needle You got to think about this stuff. So just to kind of recap where we were, episode one, and I've kind of sorted everything in my brain um, after working backwards. So episode one, I think, is kind of like what I call the get clarity. Um, So what we did then was we looked at finances. Um, and we did what I call a runway analysis, and we looked at time, so money and time, and we looked at uh, a time audit. And when you do the runway analysis and the time audit, it allows you to complete this exercise that I call the 80-20 analysis of your business, which basically looks at what's the relationship between money and time, so you can figure out which things are a good use of your time, which have more leverage, and which have less leverage. Um, I had a lot of great insights from that, including stopping a lot of things that were not moving the needle and taking up a lot of mental space, newsletter sponsorships, affiliate marketing, one-on-one coaching, most brand deals, and what I'm moving towards instead. So then in episode two, which was um, the last one, I called that Get Curious. So first, get clarity, get curious. And after I did that, I kind of self-diagnose some of the problems that I wanted to work on. And um, I had conversations with trusted advisors, people in my network that I think are smart in a variety of areas. Um, And the way that I structured these sprints is it it gives me a time each year to be open to big changes and shiny objects and new ways of doing things. with the idea that there is a time and a space for that, but then there's also a time and a space for execution. And the biggest enemy that I see with people um, in their businesses executing on this stuff is that they, they mix ideation and execution and they jumble them all together. And I think you need to have a separate time for each of them um, so this is that time for me. And you'll see how I kind of think through this process. So I had a conversation with a bunch of people, um, really smart people, copywriter responsible for a $2 million course launch, an email deliverability expert working with best-selling authors, a lawyer turned freelancer turned Notion expert, cohort-based course marketing pro, and one of the world's best automation experts. Uh, a lot of really awesome people. Plus one more person that I alluded to in the last episode who I'll be talking Uh, About today. And these conversations just allow me to get other perspectives and just be open to them. It doesn't mean I have to do everything that everyone says, um, but I want to be open to kind of other perspectives on my kind of self diagnosed problems. Um, So that was episode two. If you didn't listen to that and you want to hear about how those conversations went, that would be where you could check that out. And then part three in the final part, you'll be relieved to know this is the final part is what I call get committed. So after we have the clarity and we have the conversations and we kind of you know open ourselves up to shiny objects, the next step is to create a plan and commit to it. And the way I do my year, it's three sprints a year. So it's basically like I teach a cohort and then it's three months on and that repeats all year. So we create the plan and we commit to it for the next three months, no new stuff, no shiny objects. And then the next sprint would be the next time to do that. And that's, that's where we are now. So that's what we're going to talk about today is what did I learn from all this? What am I doing? What are the insights? Um, there's a lot of new stuff that's happened over the last two weeks. It's actually why it took me two weeks to record this, but we're moving forward now. All right, big, big CTA for you before we get into it. I just want you to know that how to work less early enrollment is in fact open right now. So, check it out. If you are self employed, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, and you have a bit of a business under your belt, so let's say you're making at least 5K a month, maybe you sell services, coaching, marketing, consulting, stuff like that, um, you are a perfect fit, especially if you are taking the time to listen to me talk <laughs> once a week on this podcast. Um, you will be a perfect fit if you meet all those categories. So, if you want to take advantage of early enrollment, and you know that you want to work on your business in January, and really commit to that, now is the best time to do it. You can save a thousand bucks off of enrollment. All you got to do is go to learn.howtoworkless.com. Um, if you want to work less, scale your business without working more hours, build systems to run your business without you, and get my export export expert mentorship. This is for you. Um, what else? big, big update. This hasn't been announced anywhere. This is also the last time I'm going to be teaching the curriculum live. It doesn't mean the course is stopping, but we are changing some of the delivery. So if you want to see me really get after it and teach the lessons that people have loved over the last five cohorts live, um, this would be your chance to do it. Okay, You can still sign up you know in the future we'll do another cohort in may and another one in september of next year but if you want me live for the curriculum this is what you want to do all right so you can go to learn.howtoworkless.com enter your email in there and you will get access you'll see all the info in there um, to early enrollment this is only for folks that sign up to the waitlist the course starts on january 8th so i encourage you to do that we already have a bunch of people enrolled which is sick Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So let's get into today's episode. So last week I mentioned that I had one more person in my board of directors conversations that, um, I wanted to talk about here. And here's how this kind of came about. It's kind of an interesting story and in a lot of ways, a little bit, a little bit serendipitous. So Two weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a student. He's actually going to be in our upcoming cohort. His name is Thomas. He runs a design business. And uh, yeah, he's really cool. Anyway, he was telling me about this dude that was helping him out with his course business, which he's in the beginnings of starting. Um, Thomas has been in the design world for a while. And uh, Thomas had listened to the last few episodes of the podcast. So he basically heard me. Um, talking about what I'm thinking about in the business, um, you know, the problems that I was trying to solve, et cetera. And he said, listen, you should reach out to this guy that I'm, that I'm working with. Um, now, full transparency, people tell me all the time, dude, you need to meet this person. You need to talk to my friend. You need to do this. You need to meet this person, follow this person, right? Um, it happens constantly. 99% of the time, I ignore it because I just only have so much mental bandwidth. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I don't know why I decided to actually look this guy up. Um, and I'm really glad I did, um, because I checked this dude out and he's legit. Um, his name is Blake LaGrange. You can look him up online if you want. Um, I guess his story in a short, short amount of time is he worked as a engineer, a music engineer, and um, built a business doing mastering, which became a very successful business um, for a long time, and then turned that business into what became a very, very successful education business called Mastering.com. Mastering.com basically teaches music producers how to learn the skill of mastering, which is a really important high value skill that I think has kind of always been a dark art that no one wanted to share their secrets on. Um, So he built this education business and sold it for for multiple seven figures, which was pretty cool. And uh, after that, he kind of just laid low for a while. And now he's kind of working with folks in the education info space. Um, But he's not just working with everyone. Um, one of his kind of main rules, which I think think was pretty cool and I was aligned with is um, he only works with subject matter experts, which is what he calls that subject matter expert is someone who has actual expertise in the real world um, doing <laughs> real things, right? You know, they put in their 10,000 hours, they have, you know, a decade of experience. So these are people that aren't just like, you know, I built an audience on social media, therefore, I'm an expert on social media, let me teach you how to build an audience on social media, um, which he calls marketers, marketing, marketing to other marketers. Um, <laughs> which is, That's his opinion. Okay. Anyway, that's his shtick. Fortunately, I am a subject matter expert. I've been running a business for 10 years and uh, I do happen to know a lot about it. So anyway, I reached out to him. I was like, okay, this actually could be a good fit. And uh, we had a conversation and I ended up signing on to work with him for the next year. So how much do you think it costs to basically have one-on-one access to someone who has built and sold a seven-figure education business? It wasn't cheap. $30,000 $30,000 is how much it costs. I mean, not that expensive when you think about the ROI and honestly, like I've been charging my design agency clients <laughs> double that just to just to get started. So, what sounds like a lot in a large number it's all in context, right? I think Money becomes a tool when you're in business for a longer time. And listen, you know, if five years ago, I wouldn't have paid $30,000 for anything. <laughs> but as you evolve, what you realize is like one of the best ways to grow really fast and to kind of skip the learning curve in business is to just talk to other people that have done what you want to do. And if you go back and listen to those two episodes that uh, I did recounting my time working with chris doe um same thing right he had done what i wanted to do and i basically paid for his expertise in order to skip the line um so that's exactly what i'm doing here full transparency through one conversation basically i've kind of already made my money back um so that's the value of this right is when someone knows what you're doing intimately because they've already done it themselves it becomes very easy to expedite the process. But I'm gonna go in more detail. I'll probably do exactly what I did with those Christo episodes where I talked about all the lessons and insights from you know, $10,000 of coaching with Christo. And I will do a breakdown like that for my time with this. So this is a year, this has only been going on for like two weeks. Um, so anyway, that's pretty cool. And I'm excited to share those insights with you. So hopefully you can get a little piece of the 30K for free. Um, And this conversation was really the final piece of the puzzle that I needed in order to get locked in for this sprint and really get clear on, okay, what's the plan? What are we moving forward on? What are we moving away from? So the goal of the sprint was really to figure out how to deploy my limited time for the most leverage, enjoyment, and profit. And (laughs) now that I think about it, in a lot of ways, that's how, that's like what business strategy is, in my opinion, right? Now, some people are gonna say the goal of business is just profit, right? Um, And to figure out how to maximize your time for profit. But for me, it's, it's more than that, right? I wanna be able to make the most profit in the most enjoyable way possible while not killing myself and <laughs> working, you know, the amount of hours that I I think, you know, is an appropriate and balanced amount, which ends up being like, I don't know, 20, 30 hours a week, um, five hours a day. But anyway, so the goal of the sprint is to figure out how I can spend my time, my limited time for the most leverage, enjoyment and profit. And the one question I kept coming back to, and I talked about it last week a lot, is this question of where am I not taking my own advice? So I help people fix their businesses. um, Both, I've got a lot of experience doing it in my design agency because what you realize is the further you get, um, the less it becomes about the design and the more it becomes about strategy. Um, So I was helping people fix their businesses in my agency and then in this business and i have gotten to the point where there are things that i can spot about you know your business or one of my clients businesses in 10 seconds that they may have been missing for 10 years and i really wanted to ask myself like okay if this if i can do this with other businesses what are the things that are obvious to others in my business that I am totally missing, right? What are the blind spots that I am not seeing? And honestly, this conversation that I had, the initial one with Blake, we actually literally got together for five hours on Zoom. Um, It's five hours straight. And it was super, super helpful when it came to this. Honestly, this is one of the biggest values of just like working with um, consultants, things like that, Um, is that they are objective, right? They have no skin in the game, whereas, I, everyone I talk to, we're all tied up in our own businesses. We're too close to it to be able to step back and zoom out and see the big picture. Right. And like a lot of times we'll do things and we're like, well, why are you doing that? Is the question, you know, like whatever, why, are, why are you, um, I don't know, posting on LinkedIn? Well, you know, two years ago, someone I respect told me they should do it. I should do it because it, it helped their business a lot. And then two years go by and you don't realize LinkedIn hasn't been moving the needle. Just an example, right? Um, With an objective look, someone who has no skin in the game, who isn't emotionally wrapped up in the business, you can learn a lot. And this conversation that I had with Blake and combined with all of the work that I've done leading up to this, right, the financial analysis, um, all the conversations, all this stuff... I'm now really clear on what the next steps are and I want to go through them. And I think interestingly, these next steps tie perfectly into some blind spots that I have had recently, um, where it is painfully obvious to me when I see other people doing it, but I've been missing myself doing it. Um, so let's talk about them. Number one, and this is probably the most interesting, I don't know, they're all pretty interesting, but All right, blind spot number one is, believe it or not, my agency. And you've heard me talk about on this podcast, diversification is a distraction. And I think I maybe use that as a little bit of a crutch um, where I had two diversified businesses, right? I had the design agency over here, servicing clients, and the education business uh, over here, Um, working with students and other clients and if you've been listening to this podcast since Ep one you've heard me talk a lot about my agency how it came to be you know all those stories but you've also probably heard me allude to the fact that some point in the future down the line um, I will probably close it down or reconfigure it to go all in on this education business and This has always been really tough for me. Um, When I talked in the past about doing it, I was always thinking like it is the logical next step at some point, one to two years in the future, maybe where the pain is going to get great enough. And it's going to become so obvious to me that it's a waste of time to continue running this agency. And um, I figured that would be like years in the future. It's tough. It's tough because this business is great, right? I work five to 10 hours a week running it, do mid six figures, you know, did 500K the last two years. Um, but here's the thing, and this is how how we got to this. This agency vehicle is fully optimized. It's a great business, um, especially for lifestyle. Um, it's You know, what I teach people how to do in how to work less is how to apply these things so that you can kind of design a business like this. So it's five to 10 hours, mid six figures. And it is within this vehicle. I'm sure I could squeeze out a little bit more money, but it's the most money possible within the agency vehicle with the least amount of work. I'm at the point now where if I felt like I wanted to double that business, The only way forward would be to double my input. Um, I think I would probably need to double my clients and work maybe, I don't know, 10, 20, 25 hours a week on this business if I wanted to take it to seven figures. On the other side of the coin, my education business, Work Less LLC, has much more leverage. Um, This agency vehicle is tuned for work less earn more. Um, But it's like there are diminishing returns to that. Um, Listen, 99% of people would love this business (laughs) and I loved it. You know, I did it for over a decade, but um, I now have another vehicle and this other vehicle has much more leverage. It has leverage of audience, which is the, 300,000 people that follow me on social media. It has leverage from the offer, which is my ability to teach and impart value to hundreds of people at the same time. And it has leverage in delivery. Same thing where I am able to, you know, work a limited amount of hours and provide a ton of value to a ton of people all at once. Um, so maybe you're getting where I'm getting at with this. But if you're not, just keep listening. In the past, I talked about shutting this business down. I was thinking like, you know, maybe a year or two from now, sometime in the future, right? Some, that, that's how I just put off this. Um, only once the education business got so big that it made no sense to do my agency because the education business was doing, I don't know, seven figures and the agency was just, you know, staying where it was. Turns out, once I got some clarity and took a step back, that is the point we are now. Um, No, education business is not at seven figures. But there is a key shift that happened that I missed. And that key shift is that every hour of work, of focus, of energy that I put into this business will give me more return on investment, more ROI than each hour spent in the agency. So I know exactly how much each hour spent in my agency is going to get me. And because it's so optimized, it's not going to increase dramatically if I apply more pressure there. Um, Those five to 10 hours are essentially just the fulfillment that is need needed to maintain the business. Um, meanwhile with my education business, I put an hour in and it creates leverage, right? It's like one hour pays back 10 hours in the future. If I, if I put this in, that's not the case with education. It's really, or sorry, with the agency, it's really one-to-one. Um, and listen, headspace is everything. Um, I talk about focus all the time and, you know, having a million different income streams is stopping you from, from one and it, you know, I need to take my own advice here. So even though I'm literally running this thing in five to 10 hours a week, um, if you heard me talk about my agency, those five to 10 hours are good hours of work. Okay. They're not just like five to 10 hours of emails they are high leverage optimized really really valuable work that provides a lot of value to my clients so it's you know one on one time with the clients high level strategy high level design managing you know a team these are like not bs hours of work i've removed all the bs from this business and what's left is like the hardcore needle movers so i can't just show up And keep running this business without putting a certain amount of attention in those very limited amount of hours. Okay. And those are five to 10 hours that would be huge for the education business. And another lesson that I talk a lot about, especially in how to work less, is as you continue to progress, one of the things that sucks that happens, I mean, it's a good problem, but is you have to start learning how to say no to good opportunities in order to say yes to great ones and for me right now this thing is is the great opportunity and the agency is a really really attractive distraction everyone would say you know dude just do the work it's making a lot of money it's easy but those hours are so valuable you know um. So yeah, if you didn't catch the vibe, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Um, agency is going to be going into hibernation, into shutdown mode. Um, I have a date set. I'm working through the details and the logistics right now. I've been in the game for over a decade, 11 years, and it's time. And uh, I just needed someone to, <laughs> with an objective view to help me understand that like take your own advice dude if you were looking at anyone else's business i would say this instantly so yeah i have a date set it's much sooner than you think much sooner um what i'll do on this podcast in the future if people are curious is i'll reveal what it looks like to shut down this business in the future You know, how do you handle clients? What needs to be done? What are the logistics? What does it feel like, et cetera? Um, But uh, if you're thinking this before you ask, you know, ask yourself, why don't you just sell this business? Um, It's not sellable, okay? Um, This business is not designed to be a sellable asset. It is a cash flow slash lifestyle business. And if you remove me from it, there is nothing, okay? The entire business is my relationships, my expertise and that's fine but this thing was never built to be sold um so when i leave it it will i don't know be uh it will be nothing (laughs) um but really the way i think about it is i am essentially going all in with this agency on one client which is my education business. So the good news is I still have all the resources and, and team and all the processes and systems that i built and really just applying that focus to, to the education business. So that's number one, big one, big one. Number two, this is another classic classic. When I see people talk about this and how to work less, um, we're just talking one-on-one, um, it's so painfully obvious for me to see, but of course you miss it in your own business. Um, and that blind spot is pricing, okay? Our results in How to Work Less are insane. If you don't believe me, go to learn.howtoworkless.com, scroll down the page, look at all the testimonials on there. Um, yeah, we, we have honestly been killing it for a long time and and people love the course um yeah do do yourself a favor check it out um yeah i'm very proud of what we've built so listen the results are insane we have students that are easily getting six figures of value and like some of them pay as little as fifteen hundred dollars um that is an unbalanced exchange of value Um, So what we're doing is we're bumping up the prices for cohort six. Um, It's a no brainer. The value is there. The the course is dialed in. This is the sixth time that we've done it. Um, So it's now 3000, 2000 if you enroll early. So like I mentioned earlier in the episode, if you want to save a little bit of money, go to learn.howtoworkless.com, type in your email and you can get it for that price. And we're going to continue to increase the price. One of the other things that we're doing is playing with uh, delivery, and we ended up decreasing the scope of of the course. So rather than saying, "Okay, how to work less is now, I don't know, ten grand," which I think would totally be justified. Um, and by the way, if you look at those testimonials on there, you can reach out to any of these people. You can find them all on social media. Um, these are like all real people that you could ask and confirm what they're saying. Um, So yeah, instead of loading up the price to 10K for this thing, um, we are decreasing the scope. One of the things we used to offer, which people absolutely loved, was they would basically get 12 months of access to live cohorts when they signed up, which meant that they could go through the course three times over a year, for the price of one. Uh, We are no longer offering that. It's now one 30 day sprint. So you still get access to the community and everything, um, but you are not able to sit in on 12 months worth of cohorts and learning. Additionally, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are in the process of evergreening the course, which means this cohort is the last time that I'm gonna be teaching the core curriculum live. Now that doesn't mean It's not a cohort based course anymore. It is still a live course um, where we go through everything together. Um, But starting in May, things are going to be a little bit different. So if you want to jump in and watch me deliver, honestly, you know, I'm very good at delivering this stuff now. Um, I've taught the same slides for six cohorts. Um, And if you want to watch me do it live, it's fun. It's a good time. um, This is your last chance to do it. Um, We're still working out the details. There will still be live sessions in cohort seven run by me. So it's not like you're not going to have me. But um, what I've learned is that the biggest value that I can provide to the folks that sign up is not through running through the same slides every time. Um, They're dialed in. They're really good. Um, So we're going to commit them to video and then my time and our time spent together will be more focused on providing individualized attention, answering questions, um, you know, recapping the big topics as opposed to just like me teaching you every single beat of the curriculum. Okay. So the real value for me is being able to answer your questions and kind of help you with your business, not reading you a slide deck um, as fun as that is for everyone. So... That's a big one. So we're we're really getting clear and getting aligned on the value that that we're providing. And if students are getting six figures of value for for 1500 bucks or 2500 bucks, it's an unbalanced exchange. So I feel really good about this. Um, We're going to continue to increase the value of the course. And um, yeah, so that's going to be starting in January. No brainer, right? When I talk to other people, the first thing I say is you're not charging enough. <laughs> like I think without without fail. Um, so where can I take my own advice? That's a big one. All right. And then blind spot number three. And the great irony of this is these lessons are, if you've taken the course, I know a lot of people have already. Um, one of the things I talk about And the way I was able to build my agency to the point where it was making like half a million dollars with just five or six customers is, and this is a lesson you can take with you no matter what. And this leads into blind spot number three. So if you've taken how to work less, the secret here is there are kind of two ways that you can scale a business if you're working with clients. Okay. Number one is that you can get more clients. And if you get more clients, so if you double the amount of clients, you'll make double the amount of money, Um, but you add additional fulfillment and complexity into your business. So what does that mean, right? You're going to need to spend double the time fulfilling on those clients. You're going to need to have double the size of the team in order to provide them. There's going to be double the problems, double the emails, double the customer support. You get the point. All right. Other way you can scale your business and what I encourage people to think about as their first mode of scaling is scaling by increasing price. And what that does for you is it allows you to increase the value of your clients and make more money with not a significantly larger amount of work. So the way I was able to get to 500K with just a small group of clients is increasing my price over time. So always continuing to constantly increase it, increase the value I provide and make sure that I have the right clients that are able to benefit from it. So how does this lead into what I'm talking about here? Um, I have been extremely guilty of not doing this in my education business. In my design agency, I am hyper-focused on long-term relationships. I wanna work with my clients for years not months. And yet, the big blind spot was that I have been selling just how to work less to new people over and over again. So, every cohort, a new batch of people comes in, which is great. I'm not, I don't intend to stop that. Um, but I have now almost 300 people who are happy graduates of the course that ask me all the time you know what's next Um, you know what is there after how to work less and I've had nothing to offer them Um, and I've been kind of putting that off and not really thinking about it and that needs to change and believe it or not it is changing starting this week okay so I'm taking my own advice here and selling more to my current happy customers same way. If you take how to work less, I'm going to tell you to do it. It's time for me to take a dose of my own medicine. And I'm really excited about this. So on Monday, maybe Tuesday, um, probably Monday, I'm actually going to be sending out an email to a select group of how to work less graduates who are, in my opinion, a perfect fit for what I've got cooking next. So these are people I know very well. Um, I know you from the course, you're very active in the course, and I think you'd be a perfect fit for what I've got cooking next. That's all I can say about this now. If you don't get an email, don't worry. It's not going to be the last time I talk about this. I will talk more about this. But this is huge, right? If you were to have me sit down and look at your business, these blind spots, these things that we're missing out on are what really moves the needle. And everyone has them, you know? Like there is no... You never ascend to perfect business, you know? And the closer you get to your own business, uh, the harder it is to get this perspective. So yeah, this is big stuff. Um, I went through this entire journey and at the beginning of it, I think my thought for the sprint was gonna be, well, let's get some more students and how to work less, right? Like that was the goal. Um, Instead, agency, it's closing, there's a date set, prices are going up. We're thinking differently about how to deliver, how to work less going forward. And there's a new exciting offer in the works this week. Yeah, this is what it's about, okay? This is why we go through the journey to get to this point. Um, and these are the things that move the needle, you know? On the day-to-day, it's about the incremental but when you're thinking about planning your business, this is, this is the big stuff. Close it out here. Last week, I talked about this book that I was reading. Um, it's called 10X is Easier Than 2X. It's by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And in the book, they talk about... Well, let me re, let me reorganize this. Most of my plans that were my... When I was going into this sprint, most of my initial plans for the sprint were what they talk about in the book. They call them 2X plans, okay? So like most people, when they're trying to grow, and this applies not just to business, this is life. When they apply to life, um, they make 2X plans. So they're basically asking themselves, how can I double whatever it is that I'm doing. And, you know, going 2x or doubling is linear, right? Um, And the way that most people think about solving a problem that is linear is by increasing effort. So they're like, okay, if I want to double my business, I probably just need to work more, right? Um, As opposed to I need to think about my business differently. And, you know, when you heard me at the beginning of this, I think most of my plans were probably... 2x plans you know double how to work class enrollment keep the agency going um you know chill um enjoy the business and there's there's a time and a season for that for sure um but the thing about the 2x plans is they only require and why people gravitate towards them is because they don't really require you to change who you are as a person in order to reach that goal Um, they are things that require just changing a tiny bit and keeping 80% of what you're doing. So, you know, you just have to change 20% of what you're doing in order to 2X. And you get to basically be the same person and basically do things the same way. And most people just solve it by working more hours. Where we are now is a 10X shift, like they talk about in the book. 10X requires dropping... 80% of what you're doing. So the things that got you here, there's another book about this same kind of concept that's pretty good. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's by Marshall Goldsmith. And the idea behind that book is that the skills and the the lessons and the coping mechanisms and the things that we learn about business and about life are really good at getting us to a certain point. Um, But then once you reach kind of... uh, this kind of inflection point or this kind of roadblock um, those same things that got you to this point actively um actively stop you from getting to the next level they are a hindrance and they will they will pull you back and the only way to move forward is to actually discard those and learn new skills learn new things learn new mindsets and this is that for me right now. So dropping 80% of what I've been doing and really focusing on the 20% that's moving the needle and committing to that wholly. Closing the agency, launching the new offer, realigning my focus, simplifying the business. This is the next step. I hope you enjoyed the the journey of me getting here. Obviously, I'll report back on how it's gone. And uh, yeah, why I I documented this is because I didn't know where we were going to end up (laughs) at episode three. Um, I suspected it would probably just be double how to work less, keep it going, see see you next year. And that's not where we are. So that's pretty much it. This is the next step for my business and for my life. I'm really excited about it. I will keep you posted. Um, I believe we'll be back next week with something a little bit more tactical and broad-basing as opposed to um, these more kind of like behind-the-scenes diary type stuff. But um, let me know what you're interested in, what you're thinking about. Um, And if you are feeling like you're ready for that next step, wherever you are, dude, sign up or do debt. <laughs> sign up. How to work less. Learn.how to workless dot Our next cohort starts in January. It's a really great time to work on your business. And uh I would be honored to have you. You can sign up right now and get those special early enrollment bonuses. Thousand bucks off. It's free money, literally. You also get instant access to our workless library and um There's over 20 hours of awesome stuff in there. Um, Lessons, Q and A replays, um, live sessions, course material. Yeah, there's a sales training in there. There's a lot of productivity trainings. Um, It's pretty sweet. Anyway, that's it. That's the journey. Three episodes. We'll be back next week with your regularly scheduled programming. As always, if you enjoyed this, do me a favor. Whatever app you're listening on, take a second before this ends, hit five stars, leave me a comment. It would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you all next week. All right. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk soon.